Hello, welcome back to another episode of All Bases Covered, the podcast helping you navigate the beauty industry and cut through the bullshit. Hello? Hello. You just said hello like you were answering the phone, Tony. <laughs> hello. Lisa speaking. <laughs> did you have a question for me? I did. I wanted to know what have you done to your face? It is beaming today. You look like you're wearing Auric on your face and Auric alone. Oh, my God. Well, I'm wearing sunscreen and sunscreen alone. Wow. Um, when I woke up this morning, I looked in the mirror and I did – literally, it sounds so stupid, but I thought to myself, I look poreless. You do. You look so – the tip of your nose is shining like you've Jaclyn Hill highlighted. Like It is. I think last night was like – a chill night, as in I'd done the actives previously. So last night I just did hyaluronic, Sarah Chapman oil, ceramidin. Pretty sure. Wow. Well, I don't know why I look so incredible. The day before, <laughs> literally, my skin looks great. The day before, no, I, I can't because I've, I've been feeling V flawless because I've been using the Liberty Bell retinol, but I ran out mm-hmm. of that. So like I literally, I think it's just the Sarah Chapman overnight facial. Mm, well, a lot of it. I need a lot of it because you look great. Thank you very much. Uh, if it makes you feel any better, my hair has started to fall out. So um, It's falling out? Or growing in? I don't know. I think it's growing in. My theory is, Lisa has new hair sprouts. My theory is your hair can only handle so much new growth at one time. And so, like, you went through the cycle of your hair being like, oh, we've, we've all fallen out, so now we need to grow in new hair. And then, like, now it's reached a good point that your hair's like, all right, time to send in reinforcements, like, bring in round two, you know? Maybe, but why is it always the same bits and why did it happen in, like, two days? That's what makes me think it was breakage because I had hair and then it was stumpy. But how would you have got breakage? Like, what from? I don't know. That one time I tried to do pin curls. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. No. I probably kept the GHD rise and I'm too long. I know. I'm just like concerned because the last time when I had the sprouts, it was like very clear because they were growing upwards first and then they curled down. And these are almost at the stage where they're down already and I didn't see it happen, which makes me feel like I broke them off at this point. I don't know. Isn't it so hard? Anyone that has got sprouts to figure out, is it breakage or is it new growth? And where did you fuck up down the line? But when I'm running now, I have to do like <laughs> blow my little fluffy bits out the way of my face. It's just annoying. Been there, done that. How are you going? I think it would be amiss of me to not ask on behalf of every All Bases Covered listener who follows us on Instagram, how are you doing, Lisa? I'm okay. I actually just did my wrist. Like What, just in the last five seconds? Went. Yes. Anyway, how are you? Oh no, wait. I'm I'm fine. Everyone just deflecting. Yeah, <laughs> I'm fine. Um, uh, so I had a meltdown the other day. Well, not a meltdown, but I was just. Like, oh, really? really no one noticed. Because, yeah, thanks. Because, um, basically, it was like the day that we got the first twenty cases, and so it was like, okay, lockdown's extent getting extended. So everyone asked me like, oh, how are you going? When lockdown got extended, I'm like, I'm fine. Like I knew it was being extended from the day before, which is why I was sad. And basically Mm. just the math in my head meant lockdown extended another week means we get out of lockdown and we're six weeks out from my wedding, which seems like a really small amount of time to be getting at any kind of normal wedding. And so we realized really that we're going to be at a maybe 50 person wedding with no dance floor, which for me and Brenton, we have decided is we're not doing that. 
So, which okay. means we're doing a reschedule. So basically, I woke up, saw that there was 20 cases, and in my head it went to that place. To I saw up read 20 cases and said, I'm yeah. not getting married, which is like seems like a leap, but is like kind of a logical, you know, thing. So I had to email yeah. the venue owner and be like, hey, like what do we do? How long have we got to cancel? What what's the go? And then she said her response almost undid me more because she was like, we know things are difficult. Like you've got basically 48 hours before the wedding to rebook, so that's fine. Um, We'll give you a second oh, date yeah. as like a backup that you don't have to pay anything for. And I was like, that's great. But me thinking of a second date is going to break me <laughs> because that's like really leaning into it. And so I was still a bit stressed about getting the response because then I had to be like, uh, when have you got – so I don't know. And then Brenton was a bit like neutral, obviously like empathizing with me, but neutral. And then today, because I think his bucks was next weekend, he got a message from the boys, obviously, oh. like, like, hey, your bucks is off. And then I was like, oh, that's a shame. You were genuinely more excited about the bucks than the wedding. And he was like, that's not true. But like the bucks was sort of close enough to the wedding that it was like, okay, this is the first event. Like it was sort of kicking things off. And I think now he's realised that the Bucks yeah. is cancelled, that like, oh, shit, I remember thinking the Bucks was close to the wedding. Now I'm realising we're in danger. Yeah. And he just said something like, I just, you can't get excited about anything anymore and that is such a shit feeling, which I totally agree. A hundred percent. I yeah, yeah, completely empathise for you and have been spiralling on your behalf <laughs> in the background, <laughs> telling everyone how sad I am that – Things don't seem to be working out in your favor at the moment, but I'm staying to, I'm being positive, Polly, about this and hoping for the best and putting good thoughts out into the universe because someone's got to do it. And I am putting that on my plate as my job. <laughs> and in, in positive arrangements, I ordered a dress for your wedding. So. Yeah, that's the best. That was silly of you, but that's great. I Absolutely Alex, not. Like, Are you going to fit that in 2024? Because that's when it's happening. <laughs> you might Mind have you a baby though. by then or something. Everyone who I showed the dress to has been like, how are, you, how are your boobs going to fit into that? I think it's <laughs> fine. Like, Take them to the side. Stop asking me questions about how my boobs are going to fit into this dress. It'll be fine, everybody. It's not going to be fine, is what the narrator said. <laughs> it was not fine. I think it'll be fine. I think it'll be fine. <laughs> but it's tricky because I've never experienced boobs like yours because I used to have big boobs, but I had big boobs that were hollow. So it was like mm. I could I wouldn't have worn something like that because I used to have to wear a bra. That's the thing. But I could fit them in things. So it wasn't like they made me need to size up a whole heap. But mm. because I could sort of contort them and fold them like a Vionetta, <laughs> it was okay. Whereas yours have a fullness to them that may cause combustion. So, yeah. No, I think that if you just push them to the side and then, like, tape them under your armpits, I think you'll be fine. Because it's sort of like how do we describe it to the listeners? It's like a – like a cross-hatched front. So it's basically backless. Great start because it means I can't wear a bra. Mm. Awful. And then it's got a uh, crossover front, a V-neck crossover loopy bit in the middle of the boob, and then a cutout underneath the boob. So you can't yeah. even wear a strapless bra to be like holding mm. the boobs in at the front or like a stick-on bra. It's all impossible. Everything is impossible. I actually don't know how I'm going to do it. I think this may have been a big mistake, but it's fine. I worry about it when, when it happens. If anyone's interested in what the dress is, I got it from Sabu. Subu. Um, how's your week been this week? Not bad. Got knocked out on Monday because I had my COVID backs on Sunday. Uh, yeah. 
I don't want to scare anyone. It was totally fine. Standard aches and pains, like I was a little bit under the weather, made me very fatigued, lay in bed for 13 hours vibes, didn't work on Monday. Hmm. How else have I been I this reckon, week? Mm-hmm. I reckon oh, Brenton got that from day one, from shot one. Yeah, A delay reaction. Because he slept until 12.30 p.m. yesterday. Mm. And, like, wow. he was supposed to go to work, so he woke up at, like, 7 to go to work, fell back asleep, got up at, like, 8.30, fell back asleep, got up at, like, 10, and I was like, you're not going to work, are you? And he was like, no, and then fell back asleep <laughs> until 12.30. And I was like... Very impressive. And then went to bed at like 9.30 and slept right through and then slept in today and went to work late today. Wow. Must be nice. Did he have Pfizer or Astra? Pfizer. Yeah, right. Wow. But anyway, so worth it. It's a privilege to be jabbed. Can't wait. I also saw that like 40-something percent of the population is like first dose, which means obviously in like three to four weeks – I don't know, I'm going to call it like 50% will be vaccinated. Very impressive. I'm very happy with that. Same. Um, More about your week, so Sols? Nothing more about my week except that the renovations will be beginning technically this weekend. We have to rip up all of our floors so that the builder can check it on Monday. So that is absolutely happening. I dropped four grand this morning before 8 a.m., Things are feeling expensive. And other than that, yes. nothing to report other than like just general sadness about lockdown being like this cloud that exists over life where I feel numb and sad and then fine and then numb and then sad and then fine. And I think that's just everyone. It's the numbness. It's the like gloomy cloud over your day every day looming. Um, Literally. And the fact I that I can't stay off the news before 11 o'clock in the morning because for some reason I yeah. need to know what New South Wales's figures are and then I need to probably wait and hear what Dan Andrews has said and then, like, all of a sudden half the day is gone. Let's move into beauty news. Uh, that's the tea on that. First up in beauty news this week, did you want to talk about the fact that Merton Maremi? Marami. Merton MUA, his handle on Insta, is an anti-vaxxer. Well, we're going to call it him an anti-vaxxer because even if he's not really, he's not pro-vaccination and I think it's funny. So him and Abby Chatfield have been having like public DM screenshotting wars basically where he's being like, we can do what we want. She's being like, no, you should get vaccinated. And I just think it was very bad PR for him and I – um. I know people that have had their makeup done by him and he was, like, incredibly rude and unprofessional and so I feel like it's really okay with me to um, slander him. (laughs) Absolutely shots fired left, right and (laughs) centre. Sorry. (laughs) I reached out to put him in his place. (laughs) What? I actually recorded it. Would you like to listen to him being anti-vax? Wait, what are you talking about? I DM'd him being like, you are factually incorrect. Of course he did. I forget that you're a weird keyboard warrior. Oh, my God, I'm what? S- I'm not a keyboard warrior. I'm a keyboard corrector. <laughs> Don't fucking lie. And anyway, he took his story down, but do you want to hear it because it's funny? Yes. Okay, great. The thing is this. In Australia, 910 people, I believe, have uh, passed away because of uh, uh, what's going on, the virus and all that kind of stuff. And I believe it's around 300, if not more, people have died once they got the... So for me, that's why I'm 
sitting back and not jumping to it because 900, 300, that to me is a little bit, um, yeah, that's a massive number. That's, yeah, nah. Why can't he use the word vaccination or COVID? Does he think he's going to get flagged? Yeah, he didn't want to get flagged, yeah. So he, he said 900 people have died from COVID in Australia and 300 people have died from the vaccination, to mm. which I messaged him as well as I'm sure 10 jillion other people did, and I was just like, hi, facts are incorrect. There's actually been six deaths in Australia linked to the vaccination, not 300. Let's be very clear here, sir. And then he took that story down and continued with the remaining slandering stories, him and Abby Chatfield back and forth being angry at each other about the fact that everyone has freedom of speech and everyone can do what they want. I just think it's really important to note, though, that he did say, I believe. And so as long as he believes, it's all okay. Reportedly. (laughs) Yeah, allegedly. Also, if you're going to be quoting statistics, maybe don't do an I believe. Maybe just quote the source. Oh, wait, but you don't have one. Also, I totally (laughs) forgot to mention. Yeah. This is probably why my mood is more sprightly than it was earlier in the week. (laughs) It was my favourite day of the year this, this week. What's that? Census night. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I love the census. I've loved the census for a really long time. I remember being baffled by it as a child. Like, everyone does it on the same night. And, like, my my favourite thing is that it's, like, whoever's in your household at the time does it. So, like, if you had visitors over, like, you have to fill out their census. Like, wild. I just feel like I've referenced the census so many times in so many, like, public health bloody assignments that I just – fucking love the census it's incredible it gives us all of our information i love it brenton laughs about it because every time that we have to fill out the census he always laughs and says like oh i forget that you really love this and i'm like yes i do i absolutely i couldn't have found the census more boring this year it was so vanilla there was nothing to say that was exciting about it my life hasn't changed i literally couldn't have been more bored filling it out and then I left them an angry feedback comment at the end of it because apparently I like to correct everyone and I'm very judgmental and a keyword warrior uh, about the fact that they didn't have inclusive gender. Gender. Yeah. It was the first thing I noticed. I held it up to Brent and he goes, yeah, you're supposed to pick female. And I was like, that wasn't what I was getting at, you fucking <laughs> idiot. Yes. Yeah, so I left a comment and I was like, I am disappointed that in this day and age, fucking get your shit yeah. together, Australian government, full stop, love Alex Ash Morris was my name. Oh na na. Anyway, yeah, it was it was weird. I do I think things have massively changed for you. I mean, obviously there was questions about working from home, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, all of that. I can't wait. I can't wait. I just I can't wait. I can't wait for the report about like how much housework men do versus women, and I can't wait to see how COVID has changed everyone's working style. Did every household have an argument about how many hours of housework the men did versus the women? Because Adrian was like, I easily do between five and 14 hours of housework every single week and I was like dude you do maybe he said that he was 14 to 30 or whatever the next bracket was he was like I easily spend this much a day and I was like you do realize that that would be two hours a day of housework and you work from 9 8 30 a.m till 5 30 p.m it is physically impossible for you to do that much housework in every day of the week. Anyway, I was we had a spat about it for like five minutes and then he made a funny joke about the fact that I do less housework than him and so I had to select the one that was less than him. 
My goodness. And this podcast episode is boring. I'm boring myself. Can we move to the next line of beauty news, please? If you find the census boring, that's your prerogative, but I'm sure that everyone else out there like me <laughs> thinks that it's a better holiday than Christmas. And I think that it's clear that that's the resounding consensus. Consensus. <laughs> a spicy <Just>. census pun. <laughs> My life. Let's talk about the disgusting, weird rip-off situation that is the Morphe Cherry Coke palette that looks like a literal two-faced peach, sweet peach palette. It's wild. The component, guys, it's exactly the same. The way the pans are set out, the like tin packaging, it's that rectangular vibe. And not only is it just that the packaging's the same, because obviously you see that happen a lot, it's that the vibe is so strongly the same. It's like you can't have like a very food-flavoured palette in the same packaging as Too Faced and not think that like genuinely I thought it was Too Faced. Same. It also has the cutout around the mirror. Like it's not like the top half of the tin is like full mirror or like has a normal border. Like it's got the, you know how like the peaches always overlay the cutouts of like the mirror on the top half of the palette. Also there seems to be the exact same configuration of like shimmers and mattes to Mm -hmm. the Too Faced palette. Mm -hmm. Like the whole thing just seems like a giant Too Faced ripoff. And I don't really want to plug the rest of the line, but there's also like a full cherry Coke line that goes along with it. I'm not living for it. No. And whilst we're speaking of Too Faced, the most disgusting thing in the whole entire universe has launched this, well, is launching and was announced this week, and it is a new Too Faced Better Than Sex fragrance. Oh, no. I've got a headache thinking about it. Same. Would you like to hear the notes to just, like, give it a migraine? Mm-hmm. Passion fruit, lychee, peach, citrus, florals, scents of magnolia, jasmine, orchid, rose, and earthy scents of sandalwood, cedarwood, musk, amber, and patchouli. Okay, so just to clarify, it has every scent. (laughs) Yeah, the deep notes that would typically give me a headache in something, the sweet notes that would typically give me a headache in something, and the floral notes that would typically give me a headache. You are correct, ding, ding, ding. And would you like to know as well that it retails at $105 US dollars. Mm. so expensive Mm. if you're gonna make a perfume that smells like britney spears fantasy make a britney spears fantasy price point yeah that's yeah anyway it's also heinous like the bottle (laughs) (laughs) they've called it oh no trend mood has said it's giving them like a marie antoinette vibe (laughs) that's very jacqueline hill Yes, it looks like the Bougie Rouge collection from Jacqueline Hill kind of vibe. Disgusting. Can't any idea, just be original. No, it cannot. Next piece of beauty news is the new Charlotte Tilbury Super Nudes collection. Elizabeth Makeup Artist sent me the little palette that they've launched. So I think it's six eyeshadows. It looks exactly like the, speaking of, looks exactly like the Urban Decay naked palettes that they used to do, but not the big ones, the small ones, like naked Naked Basics, I believe they were called. It looks exactly like that component, but better. More mattes. Well, they they were all matte, but just like better tones. It it would be a lovely everyday palette for someone that likes makeup but kind of wears the same thing all the time. Perfect. Um, Yeah. Also, they launched a face palette, which is obviously not that universal um, because there's only one of them, but they did range a beautiful range of nudes that had like 
light brownie nudes, deeper brownie nudes. And I will say that I feel like Charlotte Tilbury does do really nice lip colour alternatives where she sort of picks the same tone and changes it according to skin tone rather than like, you know, say when Jaclyn Hill bought out her lipstick, she would be saying, oh, this is a gorgeous, you know, burgundy wine colour and it's also a great, you know, red-toned nude on a deeper skin tone. Whereas when Charlotte Tilbury does it, it's like, this tone is designed to be a nude on a deeper skin tone. It's not like designed to be a brown on a white person, if that makes sense. And I do really like that in their lip range. Yeah, absolutely. So it's just to be clear, a face palette called the Nudegasm face palette, which I thought was interesting because like not that Nas owns orgasm, but like it was weird seeing gasm on the palette and I was like, oh, mm. kind of Nas. Anyway. Uh, also the eyeshadow palette, a double-ended eyeshadow pen- or eyeliner pencil with a nude on one side and a brown on the other, and then a range of four nude lipsticks, like you said. Yeah, that double-ended pencil as well, Urban Decay used to do those. I can tell that they're using the same factory for those components. Probably, yes. We also touched on last week the new Mecca Max line of skincare, mm. and it has officially arrived. I think they've launched seven new products, but it's a blemish-focused range. So I think, obviously, given the price point and the brand identity with Mecca Max, it's like, you know, entry-level teenage young adult skin, which I think yep. makes sense. And Hannah E posted in her stories that there was, was there a mask that they did that she said that it gave her the tingles like the flavonoid mask and she said that it was fabulous. Yes, very excited to give that a go. It's the uh, Exit Strategy Clarifying Mask with which has lactic acid and bamboo and charcoal in it. It is a 5% sulfur mask. We love a sulfur mask, even if it's just for spot treatment. Also, from what I've seen, made in Australia and some made in Italy, and so it's not like super cheap shitty shit, you know? Not super cheap, shitty shit, but the price point, nothing is more expensive than $25 in the range, which is so ridiculously affordable. I don't know why you wouldn't. The most expensive Mm. product in the line is the Blemish Busting Serum. So there's two serums, Blemish Busting Serum and the Water Cooler Calming Hydration Serum, which looks lovely. It's got vitamin B5 and birch juice in it, and it's got the birch juice is meant to be like fermented, so it's a probiotic type serum for Mm -hmm. blemishes with vitamin b5 which is panthenol for hydration and calming and then it's also got green algae extract in it as well great for hot flustered red faces yeah a nice line coming into summer as well yeah very interesting yeah good job mecca max they've really come a long way from their first line that they did where everything was really shitty. And then I think they did that one holiday launch where they had all these good products and then they sort of scrapped all the old shit, made everything vegan and started afresh. And now things are failing us a lot less, which I think is great. Yeah, it's good to see. Especially considering their Mecca Cosmetica line is so good. It was weird having like that massive disparity for such a long time. Agreed. Yep. Next up, the brand Beauty Blender this week has launched whipped cream blushes. And you've said, and just stop. (laughs) Yeah. Why? Like, I just think with things like Beauty Blender, obviously they're trying to expand and make more money. But it's like, you, you, they're literally the, they're the Hoover or the Dyson of the vacuum world. They're the Kleenex of the tissue world. Everyone calls Beauty Blenders a Beauty Blender. 
And I guess perhaps now that every, every single brand has started making beauty blenders, they now feel the need to diversify because it's not their only thing. But, like, just do your thing. Like, when they did the fucking Blotterazzi, yeah. that was already too far. They were going too far from their niche. And now they're doing these weird whipped cream blushes. Stop it. Stop it, stop it, stop it. It's not something that you would even really pair with a beauty blender. So why are you launching it? doesn't make logical sense. Stop. They look just like the MAC Glowplay blushes, like in that round, clear component. And they are a cream to powder formula, which also... Why would you use a beauty blender for that? That's the kind of thing you need a duo fiber brush for and just... Nope. Nope. It's a no Also, they're meant to be for cheeks and lips. And then it's like, no one's using a beauty blender to apply a cheek color to their lips. Disgusting. And the final piece of beauty news, actually there's two pieces more of beauty news this week because we forgot to mention that Liberty Bell has launched a new product called Bromance. Oh, yes. Very in line with the Bro2 launch that we discussed last week. Yes. You guessed the name of it, which I was truly shocked by. I am very good at identifying the shape of words, even when they're blurred out. I tried very hard to do just that, which... Shocks me to my core that you were able to with your lack of spatial awareness and also like ability to identify anything. So I'm kind of impressed. I am also really good at it. You know when people like post their house and they've like cropped out some of the street address so that you don't I'm, know it. That is my favorite pastime. Yeah. <laughs> what you've got to do is think more linguistically about it, right, though. So when you're looking at like the word endings, you're like, oh, that looks like, you know, it's an it's a NCE ending. Oh, okay. Well, then what have we got going on? Like you've got to, you know, think about the the word families and I think that really helps. And like, you know, some letters won't make sense in front of some endings of a word and that's how I got to bromance and that's how I've also stalked many people I went to school with's house. <laughs> You're never safe. So it's a – they've actually given it away free this week, which I think is phenomenal. It's a $70 product. They were giving it away free with any other skincare purchase, which is lovely. Mm. Andrea said that it was just a little surprise treat. And it's a scalp and face and beard cleansing product. Comes in two scents, fresh mint and green tea. Oh, interesting. So Brenton loves the peppermint Malin and Getz conditioner or shampoo. Mm -hmm. I forget. He really Mm -hmm. likes the feeling of the mint on his scalp, but like he's opted for a curl range for his hair instead. Yeah. So very interesting that they're doing a mint. And then obviously some people really hate that mentholy minty thing. So green tea is great. I initially was a bit like, oh, FFS. Is that what for fuck's sake is? Yeah. FFS. Yeah. Everyone's bringing out a damn man product that does everything these days. And then Alex rightfully said, you know what? I like this approach, though, because this is about Dr. Chris Moss growing his beard in lockdown, wanting something that is almost like a cleanser for the hair and the skin where your hair grows. So I kind of like that it's more like scalp beard focused as opposed to like you can use this on your butthole and also on your hair. Like it's not like that. It's like we're creating a multi-purpose product that is designed to cleanse the skin or like the more sebaceous glandy bits you know yes absolutely it's designed to help remove excess oil which is like relevant for specifically relevant for the face it's mm. non-stripping it's meant to be like helps to give you a bit of a glow which is nice and is exfoliating for the beard and the scalp as well and i could ask for nothing more i think that adrian's going to be really into it I think that most men will be into it. 
I have to say, I mean, it is Liberty Bell. $70 may be a slightly steep price point for something that, as we discussed with the go-to product, men tend to, like, overuse things. Mm. I think know your clientele, though, as well. Like, Liberty Bell, they're a luxe to rack sell on. They're not going to be trying to push their product on the humble man who would like to buy Radox shower gel. So I think there probably is a a gap in the market for, like, you know, unisex or manly products that are still pretty active and, like, chic at the same time and that, you know, if you are a guy that goes and gets gets facials, you're probably not, I guess, afraid of buying the non-man targeted. But it might be nice, you know, when they're like, oh, you're getting ingrowns around your beard, like, try this. I squeezed ingrowns in Brenton's actual scalp this week. So I'm like, well, maybe it would be good because if you got curly, thick hair like Brenton, his yeah. hair was it was like he was bred to be having groans. There's like it's yeah. more chance that it will grow back into his head than out of his head. <laughs> yeah, no, you're not wrong. You're absolutely not wrong. Okay, last moving bit? on from that, the final piece of beauty news is the Ciate bronzing collection, which has launched. Hmm. The photos are very aesthetic. So what they've done is they've sort of released their like existing products but made a bronzy version of them. So they've got their like glowy stick, which is normally a highlight, and they've made it bronzy. And they've got like a shimmery oil and a liquid cheek that they obviously normally have in blushes that they've made in bronzers. But they've just made one shade and everything. And oh. it's, it's not even – not that one shade's ever appropriate, but it's like one shade for like – someone that wears a mac nc15 like it just doesn't look very bronzy at all like at least if you go really dark and it's quite thin people that are fair can sort of thin it out and then more deeper skin tones can use it shook why bother like truly why bother so strange it's very interesting as well seeing the effects of covid on the beauty industry i'm noticing at the moment with all of these bronzing products that are coming out like literally at the end of what is the u.s summer and Mm. normally these would be launching in the autumn, winter, spring, spring. <laughs> I have to say every season before yes. I can get there. But yes, yeah. normally these things would be launching in the spring before the summer and now they're launching right at the very end. So it's clearly been some massive shipping delays going on. For sure, yeah, it's a very um, insightful point and probably the only constructive smart thing we've said yet on this episode. So good job, Alex. Pat myself on the back. Next up, I have some empties. Did you have any empties that you wanted to talk about this week? No, other than I emptied my Liberty Bell retinol serum, which I think they're kindly replacing for me, please, thank God, because <laughs> love it so much and have bought many out of my own pocket and have been sent a couple too. So love that. What have you finished? I finished a few things this week. I've gone through another INV, RIP, my eyelashes mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. I very sadly also have finished my Makeup Forever HD Stick Foundation. Whoa, I think it's for the best. How old is that? Oh, years at least. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Beautiful foundation. Devastated that it's empty because I really like it and I'm not I'm not 100% sure if I'm ready to repurchase it because I have so many other things that I like in my rotation at the moment, but yeah. I think I'll be sad when I want to use it so I'm going to hang on to the – because it's a stick, I reckon if I dig something into it, I can still salvage some if I need it down the track. So I might hang on to the stick Okay, for a little bit. 
I've also finished another bottle of fake tan this week. Yes, I'm still tanning and in lockdown. It's the Loving Tan Dark Mousse in case you've not been around here for two years like everyone else. And I also went through another eyebrow pencil this week. What eyebrow pencil do you use? Oh, the Anastasia paint, the the pointed one. The brow, brow definer. Yeah, is it brow definer? Mm-hmm. I think so. Yep. Went through another one of them this week. It's been an expensive week. Yeah, nice. What is your product fave this week? This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination yahoofinance.com dang these products are so good what's the deal i really struggled with my beauty fave this week because i desperately wanted it to again be the sanceuticals body oil okay i still obsessed with it i cannot express to you how much i love it good and <laughs> she doesn't think it's good uh, and I can't remember what I decided was my actual beauty fave anymore. I think that my beauty fave this week is the Summer Friday Summer Silk Body Lotion. Yes. I've almost finished it now. And Adrian gave me a massage last night slash actually just kind of like rubbed this into my legs for me and like used a bit of extra pressure. <laughs> <laughs> and he said to echo my sentiment when we talked about this in our product trial, wow, what is this moisturizer? I really like it. It spreads a very long way. (laughs) And I was like, it does spread a very long way. That's exactly what I said. What an astute observation by you, Adriano. So, yes, a beauty fave for that reason. Very nourishing but very spreadable and doesn't make me feel overly sticky and disgusting wearing it into bed. I totally agree. I use that this week as well and I echo all of that. It's just so non-clammy before bed. Yes. What's yeah. your beauty fave this week? So the reason why I was using that moisturizer, because God forbid I actually just moisturize on a regular day, is because mm. I use the Josie Moran tanning oil. And fuck, I love it. So it's a very specific. It's in a while. Yeah. I haven't tanned like this year, I would say. It's got a very specific customer in mind, I guess. And for me, it's someone that wants a decently dark tan that has very dry skin and so obviously loves that oil formula. And also the reason why it's great for me is because I have such dry skin, fake tan sticks to me so strongly. So strongly. Same. 
Like, I don't get – we have a friend, Beck, and she will send this Snapchat. Oh, I don't know how she removes her fake tan like that every time it shocks me. And she will have the exfoliating glove or whatever, and she will do straight lines with it so you can have, like, white skin, brown skin, and it's incredible. No. I need to literally scrub up my skin till I get little, like, cherry angiomas, and then – same. It's sort of still patchy and I just gradually get less patchy and less patchy as it wears off. I can't do it in like a straight line. So the reason I love this Josie tan is one, it's hydrating when it goes on. Two, the color is bomb. Three, it's buildable. Four, I don't need to exfoliate it off. It just comes off. Like it just wears off. So if you're after a tan that's going to last like longer than four days and be really dark and all of that, not for you. But it would be a great midweek top up over a slightly crusty tan. That would be genius. Mm. It's also great if you're like me and you don't tan all the time, but like you want to be tanned by Saturday and like back to work on Monday and not have to like change up your whole routine and whatnot. It's just fabulous. It smells really strong, but I like it. Like it masks the fake tanny smell because it smells like kind of weird fake apricot, peachy vanilla. And yeah, I was going to say it's apricotty, isn't it? Yeah, it's just the best. So good. Look at us both having body recommendations as our beauty faves this week. Wow. So diverse. Actually, it's not a helmet. It's a hair mat. It has extra room so you don't mess up your hairdo. What is your non-beauty fave? My non-beauty fave this week. I consumed a lot, a lot of content on Monday. And because I had copious amounts of time feeling sorry for myself, I started watching The Handmaid's Tale and I know I'm late to the party. Lord, do I know. There are, I believe, three seasons of it already. It's extraordinarily dark and not something that I would have probably given my time to if I had something better to do because it's kind of, I don't want to say it's slow because it's captivating even though it's slow and it's not a comedy. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's like Game of Thrones and those kind of, you know, really HBO-y drama things where it's like you're keen to watch it but nothing's happening at the same time. Yes, that is exactly how I feel about it. And also I spent the first three episodes being like, this is dumb. Why is there no IVF? What happened to doctors? Like I don't understand. I, my my brain spent the first few episodes trying to like reconcile the logic of it. Yeah. And like my sister, I text Eliza and I was like, I don't like it. This is dumb. I don't like what's going on here. And she was like, just shut up and keep watching it. And it, things get revealed to you very slowly over the course of a few seasons. And I was like, okay, I just need to put my patient pants on and like write it out. So that's what I'm doing. And I like it and it's good. And I also finished Never Have I Ever. And my goodness, I've never smiled so large in my life as when I watched season two of that show. Yeah, season two was actually, I think, significantly better than season one. Same. Season two, I think there was like maybe a slow episode around season two, episode three or four. And I was like, oh, is this season going to get crap now that like a few things happened at the start? And then it just like went up and up and up. So good. What a great show. So good. You know how you were talking about like you had to learn the the logic and whatnot behind The Handman's Tale? Jenna Fisher, who plays Pam, on the Office Ladies podcast, put it so well when she said that she doesn't Mm -hmm. like fantasy and whatnot like that. She goes, I don't like to have to learn the rules of like other cultures and times and whatnot. And I totally agree. There's like this mental load of having to know like who the (laughs) – 
like in Game of Thrones, like who is who and who's inbred with who and whatnot. I'm like, no, like I get the storyline. I love the costumes, but like I don't know who is a Daenerys and who's a Lannister. And I think I've made up all those words. I'm so sorry. But like that I find exhausting. And it's the same with like period dramas sometimes, you know, when you've got to figure shit out and I get it. It's like a commitment. You've got to be in the right mood to figure out the whole thing same with like time travel things when you're like okay hang on who's who who's that oh that's that character you got to learn three different characters in three different time periods exhausting I totally get you on that but then once you're in you're in I couldn't agree more I agree with everything that you're saying the mental load is nail on the head exactly why I don't bother with these things also every episode of the handmaid's handmaid's tale is like feature length like I think they're 50 something minutes I'm shocked you're doing that I I haven't watched it again since Monday. I think I'm going to have to wait till the weekend and then maybe I'll get back into it. What's your non-beauty fave this week? My non-beauty fave is White Lotus. Oh, I started watching it a couple of weeks ago and then I think we fell off because there was actually only two episodes out at the time or something. So we watched one Mm. or two and then they were coming out, whatever. And I almost felt like it was one of those shows that we weren't going to go back to because we'd just fallen off the bandwagon, but we're back on the bandwagon. And also I said to Brenton, we need to sort of smash this out this weekend because there's a lot of content. It's kind of like Mayor of Easttown where it's like getting really viral. People are like posting memes about it and I don't want anything mm-hmm. to be spoiled. So I think we've got one or two episodes left. Yeah. It's really interesting because it's got like a sort of suspenseful, thrillery nature but then all of the characters are like so well thought out and it's just very good Mm. so definitely get into it it's probably great lockdown viewing because i think it's a couple of long episodes like it's like seven or eight longer episodes so it's totally like you start it on a saturday you finish it on a saturday night Mm, love those days (laughs) i also wanted to soft mention the scandal series of shameless about tom cruise and Scientology and I have a fascination with like cults and culty things and I've watched all of the Scientology documentaries and I think that maybe if I hadn't watched all of the Scientology documentaries that I had that I wouldn't have found it as interesting or maybe I would have found it more interesting and it would have sent me on a spiral down the documentary's path but if you haven't or if you have if you're mildly interested in cults and Scientology, then absolutely listen to this series of Scandal. It's really good. Okay. I was loving that series and I literally haven't put anything on other than Office Ladies for a really long time. <laughs> so when I need to switch up my content, I'll definitely get back into the Scandal series. Sweet. And what's your snack this week? Just took it to my veins! My snack is such a strong snack. Been craving it ever since. It's a disaster snack because I happened to buy it the day like the hour before we went into lockdown after I had dropped some products at Alex's. I went to Jeffrey's Provadore and I picked up a bougie chocolate mousse. It's the yellow chocolate mousse. And I don't know if there is a stockist of that in my 5K radius because I haven't got a great website and it doesn't tell you the stockists. And it was creamy and rich. And I feel like I could go as far as to say all purchased chocolate mousse taste the same. They all taste the same. They all taste like cocoa whatever and like mm. it's fine but it tastes like you got it from like a weird catering company or like the tuck shop and also they leave a little bit of like they leave a bit of like an oily slick in your mouth yep it's like half powdery half oily totally agree this does not have that i ate it in like two days because i just constantly was carrying a tablespoon around the house with mousse in it 
so delicious. Actually tastes like chocolate versus cocoa. Creamy, delightful. Mm, bon appetit. Loved it. Really missing it. Really finding a mousse-shaped hole in my life. Worried that it will have significantly damaged the Paul's chocolate mousse for me. However, they're so different. Like Ugh. Paul's chocolate mousse is so far from an actual mousse that it doesn't really compare. Yep. I think that you should DM them on Instagram and find out where their nearest stockers are. And if you say, I'm in lockdown, life is dire, I need your moose in my life, I think that they'll come to the party and be able to help you out there, I reckon. Might try. You should. I'll try. We'll try from all bases covered and then it's like not tied to you so you don't have to be embarrassed about it. Like every time you do any kind of keyboard worrying? Yeah, thanks. Because then I'll <laughs> the, the weird I... shit that you commented. I DM'd Merton, Merton MUA from my own personal account, I'll have you know. Okay, good. What is my your snack? My snack this week is the caramel ice cream. It's a late <gasps> snack edition and it is here to stay. I was going to have that as mine too, but like I was so obsessed with the mousse. But yes, Alex, good mention. How creamy is the ice cream? So creamy. And Jade Tunchi said that the inside of the ice cream was bland and flavorless and only the outside is the redeeming factor of this ice cream. And I completely wholeheartedly disagree. There is a subtlety in the internal ice cream that I think is delicious. I agree. The internal ice cream, or as some may say, the only the ice, ice cream, cream cone, <laughs> is, is, is creamy and has that sweet like it is reminiscent of white chocolate while yep. also being vanilla. It's halfway in. And also with caramel, you get that delicious, really creamy texture in the chocolate. And then I feel like it would be very possible to bite through that and then get quite like an icy, shitty ice cream. But no, it's mm. a very like similar experience eating the ice cream as it is to eating the caramel. It's that melt-in-your-mouth, creamy, sweet, sugary flavor. I totally agree. It's a solid A. I think it's an yeah an 8 out of 10, which I think would be an A, maybe. Big yum. Go out and buy them. They're on sale at Woolworths at the moment if you haven't already picked them up. That Great. was well, a long-ish episode. Oops. Oops. Sorry about that, everyone. A lot of it was me rambling about anti-vaxxing and, like, my bras. So I don't know how much of it will make it live. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you on Wednesday with a mini episode about the new Ilya skin tint. Yes, we will. See you then. Bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.